1: So the evolution of Dirt Vision, okay, and what they've done with it. I, I think I think I think Dirt Vision's been really, really good. But at one time it was a camera next to the tower and Johnny Gibson with a call. Yeah. But what they've done is they've added to it and they've added the drone, which is spectacular. But the one thing they've added to me that is really, really neat is the roving camera that can be in the work area of the pit area. Now that I think we knew a little bit what happened down there. I don't think we knew everything that happened, Aaron. You probably you probably knew everything because you've been there before.
0: <laughs> yeah, more times than I well, like. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not saying. Oh, dear God! I'm
1: not saying you spent your time no, in the work area. Time I'm out. saying
0: I did spend a decent oh, amount my of time. God, in the work this area.
1: woman just reads into everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: no, no, truly, I did spend a decent <laughs> amount of time in the work area. But yeah. I know what you're alluding to. Yeah, the what the camaraderie, the help that happens in the work area, and I have experienced it as a driver, and it is. The neatest thing. Yeah. Like when you see crew members from every team running to your card to help, yeah. it is the coolest thing. It's, it's. I remember getting a, I got a flat here at racing at Charlotte and Ray talks about to this day, Stevie Kinzer, Steve's daughter. Yeah. Was, she's the one who took the right rear off and he was like, she jumped in and beat me to it. She, like, yeah. there's just always been that. And I'm glad that everyone is now getting to see it because of yep. Dirt
1: There you go. Dirt is showing us what has been going yeah. on. And I just think it's amazing what's going yeah. on. When you see a car roll in the workaround, and it doesn't matter what name is on the car, nope. what color the car is, you get multi-clad uniforms and guys in yeah. gray T-shirts and black T-shirts yep. that, are, that are, you know, I, I don't know. And the next thing you know, you're seeing parts and pieces come off cars, parts and pieces go on cars, and the driver rolling back out after two minutes. And it's like, and you're just like, well, wait a minute, he's not. Wait, he's, you don't, wait, see, he, that wait, no, you don't see that in many other forms. No, you don't see that in many other forms. By the way, she is Erin Emmerham. I am Steve Post. This is Wing Nation, the podcast, and today we're having all this conversation. One of the guys that is just <laughs> in the middle of it all down there is Drew Brenner. Drew is with Sheldon's team, uh, Stenhouse Marshall Racing, the NOS Energy team. Yep. And there are a handful. That, well, they're all in there all the time. Mm-hmm. Drew and Gravy, and you know, yep. you can't, you can't go, you can't go to the work area without seeing Gravy in there. Yep. I mean, with Jason, Jason Sidesteam and Drew in there. Yeah, and now you know, Drew is a, a big guy with the flowing hair and the vibrant personality. So he certainly stands up. We're going to talk to him about yeah, this. Yeah,
0: I'm excited about. That. I want
1: to find. I want to find out. Okay, I want to find out what tools are in his pocket when he goes there.
0: Well, I think the neat thing too is that whoever's mule a mule, that's yes, what we mule, call it that's exactly,
1: days. yeah, from a friend's at <laughs> HRP, I have drove one of those. Yo, one time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Out. But
0: they they hop in it like it's their own. They don't even like they're, when yeah. that work areas happen, and it's almost like they know exactly where everyone else's tools are. Like they must have a uniform. Like you put the wrenches here, you put your yeah. sockets and ratchets here, because it's well, the neatest thing to watch. Everyone just dives in, puts them back. It, it's so cool. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah.
1: Okay. And I want I want to I want to I, I, I plan on using this a little bit later on. Tim Clausen course we love Tim Clausen. Oh, you bet. Okay. Tim Clausen tweeted and and he's more on the wingless side. I get this, the USAC side. He's converting. He's He's, yeah, he's coming our way. Okay. I have said this before. All of the world should be a sprint car work area. The way everyone jumps in to help their neighbor is inspiring. Could you imagine if Congress was filled with crew guys, (laughs) two minutes, an impact, and a nine sixteenth and they could fix (laughs) anything. Thanks for the help with on the seven BC. So he had it was was after a night when he had needed he was on the receiving end of that. That's those are that's beautiful words from Tim Clawson. Really not not shocking, but it is, and 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 we live in this world where the 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 all about me mentality in this work area is none of that.
0: (laughs) It's complete opposite. It's
1: the complete opposite. So I love the way Tim described that. I really did. And so we're going to talk to Drew Brenner, one of the guys that's in the middle of that mess.
0: Always. In always. The middle in the mi- Yes, the always hair. in the middle of that yep.
1: mess. So it is neat. And really neat also was the off-road excursion that... <laughs> Reitzel's lost his mind. I think I've known Aaron Reitzel's lost his mind. When we saw this kid on the short tracks of Texas and yeah. ASCS bouncing the car through the ruts and cowboying up like nobody else could. But then to do what he did at Knoxville, I mean, some of you are going to watch this. A lot of you are going to listen to it. Uh, he was off-road buggy in this thing. <laughs> I mean, he was off-road buggy in this thing. It was Aaron Reitzel, Ian Madsen, Austin McCarl. Saturday night at Knoxville, it was on Dirt Vision. Our good friend Tony Bachhoven with the call. It's a dry diesel, all-deftifying move of the week. Now for the Dry Dean Deaf Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves.
2: Ian goes right to the outside of Austin as he goes to the inside of turn number one. Aaron Reitzel
1: right there as well. Reitzel now to the inside for second and three. Car out for the lead down the back. Shoot three wide and in turn three. Aaron Reitzel takes the lead in turn number four. That Deaf Defying Move was brought to you by Dean Diesel All Death the official deaf of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit DryDean.com for more information.
0: Pride.
2: Passion. Performance.
0: We are. We are. We are Team DryDean.
1: Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. It is Wing Nation presented by Dryden. I didn't even mention that. We're presented by Dryden, by DRF Racing, and by Hercules Tires. We're going to the Sage Fruit Hotline. We're in the Hercules Tire Studios. We're full fortunate. we got so many good friends. We really are. okay, <laughs> But we don't have nearly as many friends as a driver does who comes into the work area. I- I'm going to start with a Twitter quote from Robbie Kendall. Robbie is one of the Pennsylvania guys. We actually talked to Robbie. He did well during the iRacing portion yes. of our lives. And Robbie does this tweet a-, a week or two back. Drew Brenner, you don't know me from a hole in the wall, but much respect to you to step in and help change my right rear, along with uh, Stephen uh, uh, Steven, I guess from the from the '83. I'll buy a round one day, and and I think that's what kind of started me, and then watching Dirt Vision, and 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 Drew was quick to point out that there was a lot of guys helping, and he's right, there was a lot of guys jo- helping. But joining us now on the Sage Fruit Outline is Drew Brenner. Drew, welcome into Wing Nation. Hey guys, how you doing? We are doing well. Um we 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 we've got a lot of ground we want to cover with you because but the 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 philo- I don't know philosophy work areas at the World of Outlaw pit area and in and, and the World of Outlaws what how do you go into a night of that what do you, what do you what's your, what's your mindset going into that
2: well i mean handle every day like it's just another race day um you know i i get all excited uh each morning that you know, I wake up, and it's race day. Um, me and my old man text back and forth, you know, hey, it's race day. Um, just get all amped up. And, you know, I'm obviously a big, you know, supporter of Sheldon, you know, my driver. And, you know, he's a great friend of mine. And and I just get excited for him and, and our race team. Um, I don't know. I, I think all the emotions of the excitement and adrenaline uh, that go into a whole race night uh, just get me going
0: each and every day true we were talking more specifically about the work area every time dirt vision shows we see you're right there and i think it's just we talked about the open of the show it's one of the neatest things about the world of outlaws you don't see that in other forms of motorsports you don't see guys from another crew running over to help if you did everyone would be like what in the world are they doing but with the outlaws it's it's normal it's what you you do talk about those moments i mean it doesn't matter who pulls into the work area if they need something you're there right
2: Yeah, I think it's a testament to, you know, how big of a family we are uh, out on the road. Um, You know, you you have guys from, you know, KKR with Andrew and Joe, and then you got the 83 guys uh, like Steven and and Brent, and then you got Jacob and Brad from TSR. Um, All these guys from different teams uh, are willing to jump in um, and help on any given night. Um, And, you know, it was like the night that we crashed at Wilmot. We flipped and, you know, it was Front end, left rear, top wing, nose wing—you um, know, a whole bunch of components on the car that were that were wrecked. And and when we came down into the work area, I mean, it was—I would say it was almost every a, a, mem- a member from almost every single team that came down to help us get that car back out on the track. And and that that really—it didn't take me by surprise, but it was really cool to see pretty much every single person, you know, because it was so crowded down there, but we had so much work to do to, you know, in the two minutes that we had. And, you know, that was, we just kind of always have each other's back when we're down, um, you know, meaning from, you know, if we're coming in the work area and, and you need help, you need hands, you know, I think it. every race team, um, guys from each team are, are willing to jump in. And, you know, it's all, it also brings, some excitement too. You know, you get the adrenaline rush of trying to beat the clock and get parts changed and and I i find a big joy in that. Um but also, you know, finding the joy and seeing uh you know the racer getting back out on the track. Um, you know, I never want to see our car come into the work area. Um but when it does I feel like uh you know sometimes when I help out other teams, um, you know, it may, you know, trigger something in their brain to be like, hey, he he helped us out once, you know, why don't I go Go help them. Um, and that that's kind of what I feel like happened at Wilmot uh, in Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. Uh, so it was really cool to see that. But, but everyone, you know, everyone's, you know, friends out here, uh, competitors on the track, friends off the track. But when somebody needs help, I feel like not only myself, but, you know, pretty much everybody else from other teams are willing to, you know, step up and jump in to help.
0: They are for sure. You mentioned the adrenaline rush of it. Is there ever a time when you only have a few minutes to get it all done that it's almost too chaotic, you know, like too many people, too rushing? Is it? Does it ever actually backfire in a way to have that many people putting their hands in?
2: Um, I feel like if – no, I feel like if somebody, you know, can't get a bolt in a hole or, you know, something goofy like that, you know, it's almost like they step back and the next person can jump in to, you know, try their way to get – um that bolt in, or you know whatever it may be mm-hmm. um if if you're running around um and you need to get to something and somebody's in your way um or vice versa, um I feel like at times then then it could be a little crowded at that point, but you know really, the more hands you know is more helpful uh, in the long run, you know you got more eyes on the car too to spot out things that are you know may have been missed mm-hmm. um that are that are broken or whatever um but but yeah i don't don't think it it gets a little chaotic with everyone running around and hooting and hollering at each other um but yeah it's it's an adrenaline rush to beat the time and to get things you know put back together you know safely and correctly uh so you're not sending the driver back out on the racetrack you know with like a loose wheel or loose bolt or something crazy like that but it's it's definitely adrenaline rush, and I'd, I'd say it's an adrenaline rush uh, for most people uh, that that are willing to jump in.
1: No, no doubt it is. Drew Brenner is joining us. He is the tire specialist for Sheldon Shields team, the the Noss Energy Drink team, uh, the Stenhouse Marshall uh, Racing, uh, the number seventeen for for Sheldon. Um, Drew. Okay, so you you get done. The cars are uh, rolling out. They're ready to go. You have the mule there that has much of the stuff. What tools do you always have in your pocket or in your hand when a race starts?
2: Um, I always keep a screwdriver in my back pocket. Um, You know, if if a right rear comes in that's flat, you gotta have a screwdriver to get the mud cover off. Or if you're gonna change the Mm -hmm. front end and it has beadlock with a mud cover on it, you gotta have your screwdriver. So I feel like screwdrivers always come in handy, but you know, whenever somebody comes in the first thing that I do is I go to our mule and grab our impact with a 916 socket. <laughs> and yep. pretty much pretty pretty much if you got a 916, you're you're pretty good to go. Um, you know, obviously sometimes you got to have, you know, other size wrenches and stuff for, you know, wing posts or wing bolts. Um, but those are quick to get to, but the essentials are a screwdriver and a 916 <laughs> socket. <laughs>
0: I pretty. love it. Drew, how did you get into racing? I think uh, Jennifer Marshall told me that you're a finance major. So how did you get into uh, racing?
2: Yeah, so um, actually Wayne County Speedway, which is where we race on Saturday with the Outlaws, um, Orville, Ohio, that's my hometown. Um, and Sheldon is from Worcester, which is the neighboring town. So one night that he was at Wayne County, I met him. Um, that's Sheldon. Um I went over to his house afterwards for a shop party that they were having, kind of hit it off with Sheldon and was coming around his shop uh, after that kind of frequently, and I was just kind of hanging around him and Ames and Bonsai and uh, Ripper, our crew chief now, um, and just kind of watched what they do and really didn't do anything um with them besides watch and then that kinda spiraled into Sheldon asking me to go to a race with him. Um really not knowing what I was doing and, you know, I didn't do much besides maybe scrape mud and, you know, push tires out to the car. Um, but then it just kinda spiraled into me going more often and, you know, kinda learning in the shop to, you know, kinda helping them out part time while I was still playing ball. Um, so like when I wasn't playing football in the summers, I'd go hang out, uh, at the racetrack with those guys and then went on the all-star deal with them, uh, did that as much as I could while still in school. And then as soon as I graduated, um, the very next week we raced at Eldora. Um, and that was, that was my first outlaw race, uh, with the guys uh, as soon as I graduated back in the fall of 17.
1: Okay, I've got like a million directions I want to go, but I kind of (laughs) want to go back to the beginning of that. Is the fact that you survived a Hodden Shield race party as your first moment, that had to be the initiation right there?
2: Yeah, it was. It was was a fun, long night, I tell you that much. Uh, I won't go into detail, but that kind of broke me into, you know, kind of how these guys roll. Um, Oh, boy. You know, they're – Good, good people, all around. You know the whole racing community, because there was, you know, there was other racers, and you know, I had some fans and you know, close friends, and that's where I met, you know, a bunch of, you know, my friends that are today, and, you know, that was kind of eye opening that you know that these people are you know not only a good time and you know it's cool that they race you know race cars and work on them and stuff, but you know they're all around good people and. uh and that was that was something that I kind of held on to, and just kind of was like, you know this is kind of people who I want to be surrounded by um and hang out with and from there, it just kind of went from the next step to the next step to you know now I'm fourth year on the outlaw tour and working for one of the best teams on the tour, in my opinion, and it' It's been a blessing.
1: Uh, I'm going to correct one thing. You said they're good people. They're great people. The mm-hmm. Hodgeshells are just great, great folks. They really yeah. truly are. But th- other than that, I- I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay, so now, you, now I think Aaron said you were a finance major. What in the world <laughs> were you planning on doing when you got <laughs> out of college?
2: Uh, I actually wanted to work in the finance industry, <laughs> um, the business huh? industry. I wanted to start my own business, and um, I guess my end goal at the time was to become a financial advisor. Um, and that was all the way up until I was, it was the December before I graduated when, you know, Sheldon had texted me, Hey, come on the outlaw tour with us. And I'm like, Oh man, I got some thinking I got to do. And I talked with my dad, who was a financial advisor still at the time, um, grandparents, brother, who was a finance guy. Um, so pretty much the guys in my family are all, you know, finance guys. Um and I was kinda following down that path, just kind of what I knew and where I thought I wanted to go. And and in about two months that all changed like real quick. And it was it was a big eye opener, you know, thinking about, you know, my plans for so long are quickly changing and they went from going sitting with a necktie behind a desk to Dicky shorts and a, a screwdriver in my back pocket at a dirt track.
1: <laughs> what? Well, okay. And, okay. I, I, I'm sorry, there. I, I, but I've got to jump in here. Okay. So, Dad's yeah. in the financial business. The entire family's in the financial business. You go through college, you do all this financial stuff. How did those conversations go?
2: Well, I asked my dad. So my dad, he's he's the one that took me to the races growing up. He's a diehard fan. Like, just loves racing. And I told him and he didn't even really bat an eye. He was like, that would be so cool. <laughs> that, you know, you got that opportunity. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I, I went through all, all the years of college and all the classes and was getting my degree in finance and was, you know, set up to have a different path and you know, journey in life. And the night that, I can still remember exactly where I was when Sheldon, you know, had asked me. And when I proposed that to my dad, he, you know, he basically said, you know, this is your life, man. Like, you do what makes you happy. If you don't want to do the financial industry, business industry, you go do, you know, you go do the racing thing. But he always, you know, he he was very adamant about me finishing my degree, um, finishing college before I did the Outlaw Tour um because he said you know if if the racing doesn't work out and you find out you don't like it you always have something to fall back on to and and I took that to heart and you know cuz I was ready to you know be done with school and go on the outlaw tour in February and he was he was very very adamant that I, that I finish that degree uh and have that piece of piece of paper in my back pocket um but you know it's it's led me down a road that you know, I couldn't be more happy. I don't know. I couldn't imagine my life, you know, any differently than than working on sprint cars on the World of Outlaws tour with, you know, some of my best friends. And it's it, it's been awesome. I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I love the story. I actually have a similar story. I have an engineering degree, and my mom was adamant that I finish my engineering degree, but I was racing full time and it got real tricky. So I understand and I I always am so appreciative that my mom did make me finish it.
1: That's, that's funny, and I'll, I'll let you continue on yeah. here, and that's funny because I worked and worked and worked and did all this short track announcing, and I figure I want to move to Charlotte to pursue this full-time, and I thought mom was going to be the hurdle. I'm like, oh, dear God. Yeah. When I tell this one, I mean, they put me through college, everything like that. I got my marketing degree from Penn State. I'm selling and everything like that. I sit down with mom and dad, and mom said, well, I wondered when you were finally going to make that move. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like huh? what? What? Yeah. what? I thought you were going to be the problem, so yeah. it's crazy. So, mean, yeah. that's, that's neat, yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I love that your your father and your family was supportive. That financial career can be there long after you're done with the world of outlaws, but I I'm guessing you're probably having more fun than they are. No <laughs> knock at the financial world.
2: But Yeah, yeah, they're they're always calling, wanting to hear stories and see how the racing's going. They're they're all about it. Uh, They're vicariously living through me. (laughs) Now,
0: you you mentioned the awesome team that you work for. You know, we know Ricky Stenhouse is a wonderful guy, the Hodden Shields, like we talked about. But Richard and Jennifer Marshall are some of the nicest people I've ever met. And you really hit the jackpot with that deal. I mean, I saw you snowboarding in Aspen or wherever you like. I mean, talk about, you know, or was it Vail, maybe, uh, spending time with with the Marshalls and all the perks that come with the awesome job you have.
2: Yeah, you know. And from the start, you know, it was, you know, business as, as usual with Richard and Jennifer, um, them being the owner, uh, partial owners of our race team. And then also, uh, they're also my bosses. Um, you know, they're great people to work with, great people to talk to. Um, but what I don't think some people understand, um, obviously people in close proximity to them and, and see what they do. They realize that they're great people, but even outside of racing um when you're just hanging out and sitting around a campfire or you know whatever it may be out to dinner uh they're just they're just great people um from the inner inner core of inside of them you know all aspects they're just it's it's almost I'm almost lost for words to to tell you how great they are honestly they they take care of us really well. Uh, they check in often, uh, calls, text messages. Um, and just to be surrounded by good people is is really what I love. And and they're the exact, you know, replica of, of great people. And, you know, they have great heart. Um, and they care about, you know, not just our team. But they care about, obviously, their midget and non-wing and another wing team uh, through Kloss and Marshall. Uh, They take care of those guys, and you know I will never have anything negative or think to have anything negative to say about them, just because they, you know, they're just always happy, uh, energetic, Um, and and to bring us out to Colorado, uh, invite us to their home, uh, and allow us to go snowboarding out there, that was that was amazing. You know, I I grew up going snowboarding um, just on Dinky Hills around home. And then I went out to Colorado, um, you know, with an invite from them and got to go down some mountains with, you know, and it wasn't just myself, it was Sheldon and Zan and uh, Nicholas um, and a couple other people uh, who got to go out and and they were great hosts the entire time. Um, And actually, it's funny that I mentioned that. I just got a text from Jennifer just not too long ago before we got on the phone that Uh, she'd like us to come back out this winter uh, to get snowboarding again. So they're great, great hosts, uh, great people, great car owners, um, great to be around, um, just all around in general. Whoever's out there that's listening to this, that if you have an opportunity to meet Richard and Jennifer, uh, go up and shake their hands and, you know, thank them for everything that they do for this sport, uh, because it's more than just putting cars on the track. You know, they're, putting money up for bounties and you know going to the extent to make sure that this sport keeps rolling and and we need more people like that and and they're I had it's nothing but good things to talk about with them.
0: I uh, yeah, agree 100% with your sentiments about the marshals. I just love them. Now, Jennifer did want me to ask you or ask on the show if you if you won big or you lost in Vegas with them.
2: Oh boy. Wait, say that one more time.
0: She wanted me to ask about Vegas. If you, uh, if you won or lost in Vegas?
2: Uh, we won in Vegas. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, me, Jennifer, and Ryan. We, uh, we were on the craps table um, the day before we left, and we had some pretty good rolls going on, and and yeah, we were we were doing pretty good, <laughs> so we won. That's
1: nice. awesome. Nice. Drew, we've spent a lot of time with you talking about traveling here and going here from Vail to to West Coast to everywhere. We've talked about that this Saturday night. The world of outlaws in the first time since 1985, which I'm assuming it was before you were even born. They're yeah. going to be at your home track. Wayne County Speedway, the track that Pete Jacobs uh, built. Kendra's grandfather built. Um what is that going to be like? What does that mean for you that you're you're you have got a home game, a real home game this weekend?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, as you were saying that, I got the chills because um, yeah. I've I've been not just myself, but I've you know I talked to my dad and Sheldon and you know so many other people about how cool it would be to get a World of Outlaws race to Wayne County Speedway. Um, and honestly, I didn't think it was going to happen. You know. Especially this year. I mean, it caught me completely by surprise. Um, but I think it's so cool um, that, that the Outlaws are going to Wayne County. You know, that was a track that I grew up going to, um, going to weekend races. And the fact that, you know, we get to go back home. Um, obviously, we raced there three years ago in 2017 uh, when an Outlaw show got canceled. Um, the 93 card, you know, trucked it back to Wayne County and raced. Um, but now that it's the full series, uh, you're going to have all the NOS Energy drink trucks rolling in and, you know, with the command center and stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be a zoo at Wayne County Speedway uh, with the hype around, you know, the fact that the Outlaws are coming, but the fact that Sheldon Hodenfield is, you know, coming back home to race. Um, and for me, I think that's so cool. And, you know, I'm pumped for Sheldon. I know how he has done there in the past. Um, I know the excitement that I have, uh, with all, you know, I have a really big family, so all my family members are coming, uh, and I'm, I get to see my family, uh, which is going to be really cool. Uh, so it's, it's a big buzz around back home and, you know, I've gotten many text messages and calls about people who are coming out for the first time, uh, to watch and it's, I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm getting the chills even talking about it.
1: <laughs> I'm getting the chills hearing you talk yeah. about it. Okay. Uh, one thing on that. Okay. You need to keep an eye on Zan and Patty because the number of T-shirts they're going to sell will never be seen again in sprint car racing. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: I I I was talking to my guys yesterday. I said they better go out today and start selling so they can you know re up before the weekend because they're going to be sold out <laughs> with how many people are going to be buying hot stuff.
1: Yeah, I went to Waynesfield a couple years ago for the All-Star for the, for the Speed Week, and, and I walked in, and, and it reminded me of the Midway and NASCAR around Jack's trailer, or Sheld- no, Sheldon's trailer, because that was the one yeah. Sheldon won, okay? It reminded mm-hmm. me of that, and and I'm standing there, and it struck me, it's like, wait a minute, everyone is already wearing Sheldon shirts, and they're still standing in line. Patty is in there just slinging everything that they have in there. I mean, and, and you know Patty, she's just wide <laughs> oh, yeah. open. Oh, yeah. And I walk back like an hour later, and the crowd is bigger there. And I'm just like, and I, when I saw this Wayne County, or the, when I saw this, um, yeah, this Wayne County, th- or um, or uh, this weekend's race, I'm like, are, are you kidding me? They're going to need, th- there's not <laughs> enough cotton on the planet. <laughs> to take care of this, I mean that is that is going to be amazing. I've got two more questions. One one serious one. I'm going to lay the 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 lighthearted one on you. And then I then I want to end it with a little bit uh, something a little uh, a little bit more significant. You are part of a chap group called Gravy's Biscuits. What is that? <laughs> I am. What is that? Uh, well, it it started out as a little chat with some
2: of us out just random crew guys um, on this. Snapchat group chat thing and it kind of escalated and you know some other people got added and now it's a bunch of guys and somebody renamed it Gravy's Biscuits one night um <laughs> and we just get on there and um talk smack to each other and you know laugh about stuff send each other memes and out oh, it's it's just kind of a That's cool. It's almost like a comedy group chat. <laughs> in a sense, I mean, there's really no specific topic um of conversation that we hold in there uh besides just I don't know goofing around it's it's a bunch of grown men that are just messing with each other, and it's it's comical going through there to you know read read some of the stuff that people are saying.
1: Well, if it's involved with gravy, that's Stephen Fairfield. That's uh, with uh, Jason Sides. If it if it's uh, with gravy, it's involved. Final question for you: At the banquet last year at Charlotte, you were awarded the Jason Johnson Sportsmanship Award. Um, and and what did that mean to you to have your effort and work be recognized like that by the by the industry and by the series and, and by everyone in the sport?
2: I think that was really special. Um, you know, I at the time I didn't even think crew guys. Would, were even able to win an award, Um, you know, let alone myself, Uh, I just, it was really special to, you know, get an award, you know, of that magnitude Um, in the name of Jason Johnson um, as a sportsmanship award. I think that, you know, every night that I went and helped people in the work area, I don't do it for the, you know, publicity or anything, I just do it because I enjoy it. I like to see people get back out on the track with fixed equipment. and You know, I was just doing it for fun and, you know, to help people out. And it I, I guess it kind of kicked back and turned into a sportsmanship award. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, I've I've always been a team player. You know, obviously working on other guys' cars in the work area, that's not my team. But if you want to look at it from an aspect of World of Outlaws tour and, you know, the grind that we all have to go through um together i feel like that is another aspect of a team um and and i i enjoy it it's fun and you know like i said earlier it, it's an adrenaline rush and and i get that or i love to have that feeling because you know growing up i played sports and i'm a competitive person uh from the core and you know to to have an opportunity to to beat the clock to you know get the car fixed I I really enjoy that and you know to have that kick back and turn into a Jason Johnson sportsman award um that that was really special to me and I was completely caught off guard um when they had announced my name I sat there in my seat and didn't even really realize it until they told me to go up on stage and I didn't even know what to say um I was so in shock but it was it was really special I got to have a quick chat with Bobby afterwards, um and also Phil, um, Philip D. Um and and just told them how special it was to me uh that they would, you know, honor me with, with an award of of such.
1: Mm. Well deserved, that is for sure. And I am telling you, we appreciate, uh, Drew, you taking some time and sharing your story with us. It's an aspect of the sport that we don't talk about enough. I think Dirt Vision has showcased you guys a lot, especially with all the, the mobile cameras and everything like that. And I'm glad we got a chance to talk about that for you, but for the other guys also that are in there yeah. digging and, and doing it as well. So we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Yes,
2: yeah, I appreciate you guys' time.
1: Thanks for having me. There we go. Drew Brenner joining us. Woo. Man. That was some good stuff, that right there. That
0: was really
1: good stuff. Gosh, that is fascinating. I think about him talking about the adrenaline. We are, we are. We, this is this is our little uh, twenty-minute podcast that is probably forty-five minutes long. <laughs> okay, so I know we're way, way, way past time. Uh, a good podcast is good content and a good subject and that was a great subject okay i hope we did it justice talking to him i mean that's what it boils down to um he talks about the adrenaline rush uh and and it's that there's people with passion and and i'm obviously one of those guys that has a lot of energy and a lot of passion too and i get that i am telling you in the nascar world when the caution comes out late in the race, and we know we're getting ready for that money stop, that pit stop, yeah. when they're coming down pit road, I am telling you, I get all geeked up and ready to call the race on MRN. Yeah. And so I get the adrenaline. I get the, or when you're or when you're in the middle of green flag pit stops, when they're cycling in, and this lap, seven cars come in, and then you throw it to Winston, and then Winston comes back, yeah. and it's back and forth and everything. I get the adrenaline rush that Drew talked about, and I love the adrenaline rush that Drew talked about. it It is neat stuff. It really is.
0: It really is. I mean, you know, he talked about football and his passion. But when you have two minutes to fix a car, that's you don't even know what is broken on it. And you've got crew guys like that. That is a ball of adrenaline in a matter of seconds. It's problem solving. It's all of it. I yep. mean, that's an cool aspect stuff. I hadn't really thought about from the crew side is the adrenaline that you have.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> In that moment. Man, I am glad we got a chance to catch up with him. I really am. Hey, I was driving around the other day, and I saw one of those slick, sleek Ford F-150 Raptors. Now, it's America's favorite high-performance off-road truck. And unlike anything on four wheels you'll see out there today, be it on the road, dirt track, desert terrain, or everything in between. The Raptors' aluminum body is uh, matched with a 450-horsepower, 510 foot pound height output twin turbo eco boost engine resulting in an unsurpassed power to weight ratio
0: the raptors advanced suspension and comfortable cabin means no ter- territory is unattainable and no trip is uncomfortable ford f-150 raptor built for tough
1: more wing nation in just a moment
0: We are, we are, we are Team Dryden. Hey Ashley, what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey!
2: You could always go with one of their classics. The Gala or Fuji, they're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of eastern Washington, Sage True Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long.
1: Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to checkout. HRP knows sprint car racing. Therefore, they know what works best for your team. No other accessory can match the quality, performance, and design of the trailer and shop accessories that HRP uses. Top trailer builders use HRP trailer accessories to outfit their stock and custom unit, and they're always adding, like a new cordless dual charging station. Sleek in design, holds two cordless drills, and keeps impacts or flashlights or battery chargers all in one little station.
0: And it keeps clutter from your workbench. Roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. Don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer.
1: Yes, indeed. The upcoming schedule for this weekend, uh, we talked a little bit about it with Drew. Uh, 2020 is interesting, and it's interesting in that for the first time in 35 years, the World of Outlaws are going to Orville, Ohio, Wayne County Speedway. Uh, It was fascinating listening to Drew talk about it. Uh, We've also, uh, the track was built by Pete Jacobs Father of Dean and Kenny, and Kendra, of course, is a big part of our program, and so that is the track her grandfather built. So I love uh, this weird season that we have. is putting us in some spots where we never expected to be, and the first time since 1985. All-Star Circuit of Champions, I, ay, Tonight, we talked to Shane Stewart about running four nights in a row. Uh, tonight, um, Plymouth Dirt Track in Sheboygan, the race routine foundation race, $26,000 to win. Wow. Co section with IRA. IRA's never had a race that pays that much to win. So it's going to be good. Friday, 34 Raceway in Best Burlington, Iowa. Saturday, their annual visit to Knoxville as we get closer and closer to the big month of August. And the return of Houston, so we had Todd mm-hmm. Quering on last week. Man, we're so excited about that. IRA, they run the Thursday night deal in Sheboygan. Then they go to Antigua, Wisconsin and Ashland, Wisconsin for the weekend. Pennsylvania Port Royal, the living legends, race, $10,000 to win on Saturday night. Wow. Big stuff, that's for sure. ASCS, their next event on the national tour is the 360 Nationals at Knoxville, followed by the Oski Challenge the next week. And then they go Tuesday night in Lakeside in Kansas City. Wednesday, Caney Valley Speedway in Kansas. Thursday, 81 Speedway in Kansas. Friday, C- Creek County Speedway, Sepulpa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and they end their tour ASCS Sprint Week, non-points, all-star format. At Little Rock speed or Little Rock, Arkansas at I thirty eight Speedway this weekend. Regional racing: the Frontier Region is at Black Hills Speedway in Rapid City, South Dakota. The Mid South Region is at Jackson Motor Speedway and Byron, Mississippi. There are lots and lots and lots of races, so you need to get out and see them this weekend.
0: And you got to say Sheboygan and Sopopa in one show.
1: Oh, that's called winning right there. (laughs) That is called winning. All right. Wing Nation Apparel is going to be available at all those all-star races, okay? And if you're not making one of those, you can go to www.wingnation.com to do that. Our social media, Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube page on the Twitter. Make sure you tweet your seat. Show us what you're seeing. May get you on our Saturday morning show over on MAV-TV. And speaking of that show... Folks, I am telling you, this is one of the best conversations we have ever had with Brad Sweet, the reigning champ of the NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. It is Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, Saturday morning, and you want to join us over on MAV TV. So looking forward to it. Hey, again, Drew Brenner, tip of the cap to you. Mm-hmm. What a great story, and we are so glad that we got to talk to you today. For Aaron Evernham, I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Dry Dean by DRF Racing Oils and By Hercules Tires.
2: Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.